Stroud did it. Virtual building. I'm going through it. You going through it. We all are going through it. So we might as well grow through it and become that butterfly on the other side of this thing. Let's go. We've been dropping them bomb after bomb. Just the, the, the clip is loaded. We got so much episodes for you. Like we got some that's gonna come. Like we got like probably ten in the clip right now that you haven't heard. Like we just been going in and bringing you this content. Shout out to Brazil, Canada. Shout out to uh, what I got. What I got. What I got. Uh, Spain. Shout out to uh, who else is on the list? It's, it's so many. We got nine countries that are listening to us. And oh, Iran. I was like, whoa. Iran, look, shout out to y'all listening in. It's only a few of you, but I need you to just tell grandmama and grandpapa the stroll is on. Let go. What up, Jazz? And tell me, tell me, tell me what's going on. My co-host is with the Moses. Jazzo's in the building. Good morning. And she got a story for us. And oh, you know what? You know what? I lost it though, Stroll. You lost it? Well, I was talking about the feelings. I was talking about the feel like how, you know what I'm saying? Well, people think you speak in absolute now. You know what I'm saying? You can't say nothing. Yeah. Like, it'd be someone on the comments, they'd be like, um, well, I don't do that. Bruh, I didn't speak in absolute. I didn't say everybody. I said people. Like, if I say people, there, there, there's a lot of people. People. Now, I definitely ain't gonna say black people because there are people in other ethnicities, including the Jewish community, that be on food stamps and all that stuff. So there are a lot of people that abuse the system. I'm not going to say ethnicity because it would be totally incorrect to say black people because everybody got to get their facts right. <laughs> it's a whole lot. Yeah. That's a whole nother uh, podcast right there. <laughs> How the narrative is black people be using food stamps. You know what I'm saying? I lost the whole train of thought, though. Like, black people might be the only one selling them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know no, they're not. Okay. And that's not true I... either. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jermaine, like, bro, I don't want to be a part of this podcast. Y'all about to get in all kinds of trouble. Good. That means they listening. Because we got a mm-hmm. whole lot of good stuff on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? I but think it, it's so well balanced. On my like... podcast, bro. It's not happening. So let me get this introduction, and maybe it'll come back to you. Ladies and gentlemen, he hails <laughs> from the land of the afterlife. He has he has died and come back from the dead. My man. <laughs> he has come back from the dead with a message for everybody. My man has a story that is like no other. And I celebrate this brother. We he is my brother from another mother. We have shared the stage together. We have blessed lives together. We have changed lives together through the power of God. And he is here live in the flesh in the virtual building, the resilient, the strong, the incomparable Jermaine Napier. Boom! That's gonna be there in the, in the, I love how he did the rock joint, the little, you know what I'm saying? He was supposed to flex on him real quick. Like. Yeah, man. Hey, bro, my man, my man's back from the dead, bro. It was good to be back, period, man. I haven't seen y'all in a while. I haven't talked to y'all. I mean, I talked to you, Mike, but that's about business. You know what I mean? Yes, I sir. In a while. Besides a little emoji here now on Instagram. You know? We're going to build the day, bro. We're going to build the day. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Other than that, man, it feels good to be back. You caught me at a good time, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just moved into my new condo. You know what I mean? So I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling great. You know what I mean? But, you know, everything is struggle, man. Everything has a process. Yes, sir. Everybody gotta have a plan, man. If you ain't learned anything between this quarantine time, 
is because you didn't have a plan. Amen. That's the most important thing for your family, the most important thing for you. You know what I mean? I mean, even when, <clears throat> you know, I was born with heart disease, you know what I mean? 1986, called Shones Complex. It's one of the rarest heart disease in the world. Mm. You know, I didn't have a plan for it. You know what I mean? But somebody in France had a plan for it. You know what I mean? So they had to fly the person from France to America to do my surgery because nobody in America had a plan for it. I could have been dead and gone if they wouldn't have found anybody else in another country that had a plan. So, you know, doing that man had three open heart surgeries. You know what I mean? That was just the beginning of my life. You know, and I was ripping around and thinking I was gonna die every day, you know, but I never died. I went through high school, just hustling, trying to be a drug dealer, you know, do things I shouldn't have been doing, man. And then, you know, next thing you know, man, I hit a tree going 90 miles per hour, you know what I mean, off of a 64 highway, coming back from drinking and partying down at ODU College, man. Thought I was doing something, but woke up three months later out of a coma. You know, coming out of a coma is rough, but you know, not just coming out of a coma, I had a broken femur, I had a broken jaw. They had to replace every tooth in my mouth by one that they could find on the floor, thanks to my dad in the picture, man, you know. And from there, man, one day I woke up, brother, and because I didn't have a plan for my life then, I ended up with an amputated leg. You know what I mean? With that amputated leg, I woke up and I asked the nurse because I couldn't speak. I said, she shook her head. And from that day forward, man, you know, everything changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, everything changed because things change even when you have a plan. You know what I mean? But when you don't have a plan for your life, like I did in high school, you know, to go through that circumstance, it just put me in a deeper hole. You know, I was already struggling with the mindset that of heart disease, yeah. you know what I mean? Now I have to struggle with the mindset of losing a leg and how I'm gonna walk again. You know, right. I'm dealing with I'm dealing with the phantom pain, you know, at nighttime and phantom pain, if you don't know, it's pretty much your mind thinks that that limb is there, is there. You know what I mean? And from that it causes nerve and like electrolytes just shooting through your body and it's just like fire and electricity do shooting through your body and you can't do nothing. You know what I mean? So after dealing with that, I had to start learning how to control my mind. You know, and from that day forward, man, you know, I went through a little drug addict phase because I was on uh, methadone when I was in the hospital every six minutes. I mean, not methadone, uh, morphine. Every six minutes, I could click, click the button, I was passing out. So when I got home, I struggled with the Percocets and everything, man. So I had to pretty much just dig myself up you know, and I give all the, the glory to God for, for that because, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. Shout I didn't recognize Jesus. it, you I'm know, saying. at all until pretty Black much Jesus. my father, you know, pointed me back into the direction like, God could have, you know, you could have died. You know what I mean? You lost a limb, that's bad, but you could have died, and that's even worse. You know what I mean? In my mindset, you know, at a teenager age. So, you know, from that day forward, man, I really thought my potential and everything was in the kitchen. You know, because I'm a great chef. But then I met Maestro. You know, he pretty much started. I didn't know he was coaching me, but he was pretty Ooh, much coaching Dr. Me. Carwell. You know what I mean? You Dr. Carwell and Audie Hines. Oh, you know, Lord, let's not forget him. He probably jumped through the screen and grabbed us. You know, <laughs> and Audie Hines be popping up at my doorstep, bro. Shout out. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I, no call, no nothing. <laughs> you know, I'll be sitting there doing something I ain't supposed to do. Be supposed to be doing. Here come Audie Hines around the corner. 
we done had good mentors, man. And I, you know, That's because of mentoring is yeah. the way I found a plan in the path. It's like, even when I fell off the plan, it's because of the mentoring that I knew the path, I just had to get back on it. This is why we're trying to tell them. That's why we're doing Motivate Central. It was about the accountability. Yeah, that accountability right. and that coaching is real. You know, Maestro wasn't even my coach when I first met him. You know, we was going through the same mentoring, you know, through the same program. We went through the same schooling. Well, I like to say we coach each other, bro. I mean, yeah, I know you yeah, learn yeah. a lot from me, but I learn a lot from you, bro. Like, like I would, I, I do know that feeling now. We're going to talk about that, bro. We're going to talk about that. I know that feeling of uh, you about to die because I had an experience recently. I don't even think Jasmine know about it. So we're about to bring it out on here. Yeah, okay, bro. I got you, okay. Go you ahead, keep going, bro. You waxing deep. Go ahead. When you get that experience, man, your mind wake up. You know what I mean? I got Does you. it. Does it, it. You know, and then it's like this, man. When you got a, you know, I got two girls, wife, you know what I mean? So my experience affects others' experience. You know what I'm saying? How my mindset and how I act and what I do with my life affects how my children are going to be raised. It affects the environment and the schooling that they're going to be in when, as they get older. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, no excuses is what Maestro always preached. And no excuses is just what I've always lived. You know what I mean? I never preached it. I just been living it. Maestro preached it and living it, but he woke me up to it's a reality. And that's what everybody need to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what you're going through, I don't care how many kids you have. I don't care how many, how much, how many diseases you have, who just died. You know, in time, there's no excuses. Right. You know what I mean? That even though your situation is different than mine, everybody's lifestyle is different, different, everybody's religion is different. You have to find your way and your path, you know, and when you seek first a way, then you're going to be given a path, you just got to follow it, you know, but most of us don't seek, you know what I mean? We don't actually go find what I really need to be doing and then try it out. If I fail, okay, what I really need to be doing next, try that out. If I fail, what I'm going to do next, and then maybe that will work. Yeah. Maybe not on the third time, maybe not on the fifth time. I work on the seventh time, you know what I mean? But that's what NFL teams do. They don't care. Uh, nobody cares if you don't go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's all about does your franchise, has it ever went to the Super Bowl? Once is good enough, twice is great, three is awesome, four is amazing, you know what I mean? But if you just gone one time, you know what I mean? So every year they're just fighting for the same thing. If they fail this year, they do it again next year. If they fail again, mm -hmm. Make some adjustments, and they're gonna get back on a different path, and they're gonna say, "This is what I need to do with my life. This is what I need to do with my organization, my brand, my family." And then from that adjustment, man, just keep going till it works. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't know. You know, I don't own a couple of businesses. You know, I've been successful mm -hmm. with catering. You know, but with that, I got hurt again and injured, where it took me out of doing 15 years of being a chef. Okay, so just like two years ago. They told me, look, you might need to get out the kitchen because your femur is messed up again. Okay, so once again, I'm looking at a situation where I have to decide what's my next path. Right. It's 15 years, everything changes. You know what I mean? And then out of nowhere, I got a lease. I got kids. I just got a daughter. Sheesh. You know what I mean? I just got, I had a newborn. So now I'm thinking, how I'm going to provide if you taking me taking me away from what it helps me provide for my family. So mm -hmm. I, I found myself in a different mindset. You know, I got depressed. You know, anxiety kicked in. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So the Holy Ghost told me I had to do 
And I don't like to use the word or no religious terms, you know, quite, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I know, I know we, we have our own beliefs, but we respect yeah, everybody, everybody else. That's right all. Now. You know, you understand what I'm saying. You don't have that elitist mindset. I, I hate that. Right, right, that right. Elitist yeah, mindset kills me. But I ain't, I'm just telling you who, you know, who put it in me, you know, and the Holy Ghost told me, man, you know what you need to do is humble yourself That's and right. move with your father-in-law. You know what I mean? I've never done that before. That's a whole different mindset right there. Yeah. So I moved in with my father-in-law. I didn't have, I had rent, but I didn't have as high rent as I would have had. You know what I mean? And through that process of me humbling myself, I pretty much just stayed in a big basement for the past year. You know what I mean? And through that process, uh, I paid down about $60,000 worth of debt. Beautiful. I Um, I paid down my debt, her debt. You know what I mean? Went to zero. And from that, we were going to get a house, but she does have a student loan. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to build more income in the next year. And from that, we'll get the house. So instead, we just... You can build more than you ever built before because of the debt is gone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you are slave to the debt, you can't maneuver. Mm-hmm. You can't move at all. Free me, you have to Timon. Free me. Free me. <laughs> Free me. Uh, and, and that's real, you know what I mean? Because when you a slave to the debt, because you're really a slave, that's why you don't have the money to do what you want to do. That's why you can't save. That's why your child not going to the daycare you want them to go to. Because you have debt. Message. And you have no, and you might have the income you don't want. But when you free that debt, that gives you more income than you thought you really had. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not paying bills. I'm not paying five things off. You know what I mean? So that's what I've been learning for the past year, man, is how to kill debt and how to maneuver after I kill debt to build my credit. You know, and uh, yes. all these things come from the same mindset for me losing a leg. It's the same mindset I had to tap back into when they told me, you can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? and, and the same thing you've been doing for 15 years. So I had to tap back into the same mindset. And I got myself out the ground, out the hole. You know what I mean? And that was because I, I was able to focus on myself and not bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? I took that stress off of me. And uh, I mean, I just moved this weekend. You know what I mean? Um, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, and that, and that come from, you know, sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Because I was living in the house for 11 people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my sister-in-law just had two twins. She got a man, my in-laws, and then she just had a baby of three years ago, about the same age as one of my child. So you had like six kids in the house, you know what I mean? Five adults, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, after a while I started going crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I waited it out because it was a process and we had a plan and we stuck to the plan. We said June, but we made it May 1st because of the deal, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that same mindset that I had, I'm gonna keep saying it, when I had my car accident is the same mindset I had to tap into. You know, we all been through a situation where a long time ago, and we kind of forgot about it because we done gone through it. You know what I mean? But when you remind yourself where you come from and what you've been through, then you tap back into that same mindset that you had to get over that hump. No matter how long it took you, took you, if you got it over that hump, that same mindset is there for you to tap back into. And every time we need it, whether it's every day, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's to get through a goal that we have, a short-term goal, long-term goal, you know, I believe that it's all in the mind, and I have been studying a lot about the mind and Come on. You know, how we work and focus and, you know, relationship-wise and how we build off of it. But um, 
you know, my goal is just to cultivate the same mindset that I've had during my car accident and through my entire life, really, because I had heart disease. You know see, what I mean? See, that's, that's hard, bro, because uh, people don't understand, like, the further you get away from it. Well, no, they do understand that because, you know what I'm saying, people can have a near-death experience. Jasmine, we know someone, you know what I'm saying? We know a couple of people, but we know someone. And, you know, they can have a near-death experience, bro. That joint lasts a couple of days. And they write back to yeah. the same old pookie. The same mm -hmm. old Tyrone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> same old average Joe, bro. Mm -hmm. I, got, I got to jump in this one part that you said, uh, and we gonna we definitely gonna go to the leg because we got to because you're far removed from it, but we gotta bring that out for the people, um, just like Nita did. Um, I don't know if you heard Nita Strong. You gotta listen to that episode, bro. I top listen to most listen to episode of this whole podcast, first season and second season. She just took it. I mean, her numbers just went up. Um, but she didn't lose a leg. She can't walk, can't walk, and she's making progress but her mind she got your mindset and still can't walk I'm like, i gotta interview you i guess she's like she didn't even know if her story was powerful and i'm like yo yo no hold on you can't walk but you talking like you can yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. that's it you know what yeah. i'm saying that's it but you what i call the slingshot theory bro like people don't understand gary v said in order to go forward sometimes you gotta go back mm. And so when you're going back, it's just like a slingshot. You feel like you're moving backwards, and the universe is pulling you, pulling you, pulling you. And it need that momentum. Yeah. And when they let go, so so when you when you took the step back, say, I'm gonna do this, I'm not gonna do the yo, that was genius. To the unawake, you know, to the to the con to non-consciousness, the sleep. It looked like a, a sucker move, or you were you were this, you were that, man. Later for that, bro. Them opinions ain't paid my bills yet. You did. High school opinions, high school opinions, boy, they don't pay nothing. I tried it before. It don't. It ain't got no. It just leave my account negative. So you know, you you you. It's a slingshot theory, bro. You you pulled yourself back to go forward, bro. Jasmine, you got anything on that? And then we're gonna go, of course we're gonna go um, beginning of the story. No, I'm just I'm I'm taking notes, y'all. So go ahead. All right, all right. We gotta go to the beginning, bro. So yeah. uh, you know, this is a one second decision, bro. Like, you understand, like, and we, we gotta talk about this like this is our first time talking about. It. Me and me and Jermaine have talked about this so many times live on stage and also this is the first time it's on the podcast. So we gotta act like we, we got to bring the same pie fire. It's hard, but we got to because there's somebody in Spain, Brazil, that, that ain't heard this, uh, you know. So we have, um, there's this one-second decision that you may drink, smoke, whatever, and it's just like, boom, tree, like, like, was which was hardest to get over? Was it getting over the decision you made the leg or was it a conglomerate you know what i'm saying like losing the leg uh maybe maybe it is because you deserve the right to feel it don't matter if you act you should, well you didn't act on it obviously because you have a great relationship with your peoples but somebody 
while you was unconscious said, okay, go ahead and take his leg. You feel what I'm saying? Like, bro, did, did any of those feelings try to mess with you? Or was you focused on something different? I mean, <laughs> keep it 100 because we need it. They need it. Man, you know, because my mind works like a million ways, I'm always focusing on something different. You yeah. know what I mean? But at the, same time, at the same time, you know, I asked who made the decision when I woke up. You know, I couldn't speak or whatever. I was writing on paper for months. You know what I mean? But I asked, Got you. I asked on paper. I was like, who took my leg? Who made the decision? And nobody wanted to say anything in the room. But uh, my dad finally spoke up and was like, I did. You know what I mean? And uh, they told me it was because he said that, you know, they say I could have kept my leg, you know what I mean? But I would have been in a wheelchair. And my dad was like, you know, if, if, if they showed him all these opportunities with prosthetic legs, I believe that with his mindset, he can jump back. So he made it. Wow. But my mama, that's like. Shout out. Hey, let me tell you something, bro. There was no right decision. Yeah, it really won't. It really but that's won't. but to, but to the unlearned, to the person that doesn't have your mindset, they need to hear you, bro, because they blaming grandmama and grandpapa for something. Like there is no right decision, bro. Yeah. Like like if he chose to go the other way, it's like yo, it's it's, it's all philosophy. That's the that's the crazy thing when um Angie took philosophy. I didn't take it. I just study it all the time because I'm a geek. But she took philosophy class. I used to sneak and go to VCU without sneak. I sit beside her. She sit in the back, and I sit in on a couple of those classes because I just wanted to see. And bruh, that philosophy joint. It's it's basically saying it, when you understand philosophy teaches you to understand and respect other people's perspective. You see what I'm saying? And when you see, it, it's like yo, there was no real right answer to that question. You know what I'm saying? The kid who has a bomb on his chest, and he's walking up. Because he was taught that this is his purpose in life. He's yeah. excited. He's good. Yeah. He's straight with that bomb on his chest. And he about to take out some Americans. Because from their perspective, America has done nothing but drop bombs. Mm-hmm. That's perspective. And that's hard to do. I understand. You know what I'm saying? They don't get the opportunity also to even be mad at the people because they're dead before they find out it may be wrong. You know what I mean? I mean? Same thing with my dad. Like, mm. you know, now I'm okay with it. Now I'm like, hey, thanks, Pops. You know, I love you, dude. But then I was cussing bro out when I came okay, home. Okay, so that's what I wanted. I, want, I, want, I, wanted I got that. you. I got you. When I came home, yeah. I was cussing bro out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, get out of my face. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he was mad, dog. Hey, bro, it's because I'll be pointing at me like, bro, it's because of you, bro. It's because oh, of you. Man. I, was going, I was going in, man. But I was <laughs> But look, I was only going in because I was hurt from the decision that I made. Of you course. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's the deflection. Now, that's the deflection. Yeah. Eventually, I got over my dad, you know what I'm saying? Because one night, bro, I get a, a real story. One night, I was just straight ball crying, cussing out God. I was banging on the wall like, F you, God. You know what I'm saying? You did this to me, bro. How you just going to just take me from here to there? You know what I mean? I already got heart disease. I mean, dang, bro, what else you want more from me? You know what I mean? So I'm cussing him out. My pops come downstairs. When they, when they come to God, he don't be playing. Like, he ain't no bishop or nothing like that, you know. But he just got a personal relationship. He's like, bro, mm-hmm. he's like, you're not going to be cussing out God like that. He came off. We all people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, how you going to disrespect the man that still got you alive? You know what I'm saying? You just disrespect disrespecting my guy and your guy, you know what I'm saying? And then mm. from that day forward, bro, 
because I was high as a kite anyway off Percocet that night. You know what I'm saying? And then the next day, right. I was down on the toilet, and I was like, man, let me get my life together because I knew, I, I seen all the movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know where this road is going down. I'm going to become mm-hmm. an addict with one leg in a wheelchair, or I'm going to become the dude everybody's going to be applauding and say, look at that dude that got up. And I, you know, I like attention a little bit, so I'd rather be the dude that's coming in the room and everybody's standing up applauding. Oh, yeah. By the way, what's your sign? I ain't never asked Jermaine what his sign was, Jay. I'm a cancer. Emotional. Oh, man. Emotional. Yeah, you was crying. You was crying. So I, I deal with the emotions, brother. You know, that's why I say you got to get back to that mindset and get out the hole because if you have no emotions like that, that's what it gets you. It's, you know? it's all good, bro. But from your question, though, it's, it's a mixture of both. You know what I'm saying? Like, Till this day, you know, something might trigger me and be like, man, I could be doing this if I wouldn't have did that. You know what I'm saying? So the mindset is always there, something trying to trigger because that's what the devil do to you. You know what I mean? He can only mess with your mind. And that mind, I believe the mind, yeah, how you think your mind stops. I'm believing the devil with the horns. I more believe that how you think in your mind negative like that is the devil. You know, right. the yeah. evil spirit. Yeah, yeah. And, right. from that, and from that, man. You know, I always got to pull myself out like, man, who cares if you could have been that? Because that's not what you is. And if you would have been that, you won't have your kids. You won't have your family. You know what I mean? Or anything like that. So you can really never look back and wish. You know what I'm saying? But most people that died to end, man, because I do non-emergency medical transportation, and I deal with a lot of old people, yeah. most of them at the end, they live by regret. You know what I mean? It's a lot of I wish I did. Even the ones with the money who live a nice retirement yeah, home. There's nothing worse They're than like, regret, I bro. Wish I did it. I can't do that. And when you hear people like that all the time, you know, you kind of wake up to the mindset of, man, today is not promised, and I better get it today. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I might not be able to get it tomorrow. I just want to experience it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever is in my mind and my vision, I just want to experience it. And if I can get to a short-term experience, that's good enough. If I can just tap into it, touch it. You know what I mean? But most people die and go to the grave and they never touch it at all. It's just always been in their mind. They never released it. You know what I mean? So that's what we're talking about, you know, doing this core team. A lot of people realize how weak they are. You either realize how weak your your bank account is and you realize how weak your mind is, your patience is, and how much anxiety you really have. You know what I mean? I think the quarantine has definitely shown improved a lot of people, not only to themselves, but to to people around them. Like you get, you get to see how you get to see how everybody move. And I, I can honestly say, I feel like I learned a lot more about my kids in this process than I did before. Like I know a, a lot more about them within this month, month and a half. That's good. So, like again, like y'all say, it's it's all in how you how you utilize that time, though. Would like what you gotta feed something. You gotta pick which which side you're gonna feed though. Ain't gonna lie, Jasmine. I was complaining at first, like the first two weeks, being at home with my kids. Oh, know, I, got- I won't I won't down. I was not down. I won't down at first. At first I was like, Lord, what I'm gonna do, how I'm gonna do it. Then I was like, forget <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Like <laughs> And then I was just like, forget it. And so we're just slowly developing our own little routine. And like, I actually like it. Like, I know what they know. Like, I, I, I know my kids more. Like, I get to spend more time with them. My son is starting to understand. Okay, so while I'm at school, mama doing this. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it gives them a different perspective too. Yeah, it is. 
So he like the perspective has helped me and my kids' relationship definitely. Are you still doing the book diary? You still doing the diaries with them, right? Like Mm -hmm. they, yo, tell Jermaine, tell Jermaine, you know his kids ain't that old yet, so. You know the, best, the best the best thing best advice or idea or whatever I have ever come across has been this diet. Like I just have oh, no you gonna give my credit. I'm a Virgo. You gonna give oh, my credit. Stro- 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 <laughs> I'm stro- Betty. Thank you. Petty Crock. Right. All right. But look, um, <laughs> so for each kid, I have their own little notebook or whatever, and we just kind of write notes back and forth to each other. So um I don't know if if it's good or bad. They can tell me whatever, but if it's if it's to that point that they don't want to say it to me verbally or they're not comfortable writing in your book, and then they leave it in my bed or they'll leave it in one of my drawers. Bro, and, and I, I'll write my messages back. and put it back on their bed. You know so, what I'm saying? Like, only thing I worry about, bro. Messages. If I try, <laughs> well, Dad, I lost my virginity. <laughs> all you can do is punch the air. That's all you can do. Punch the air. <laughs> I like do like, nothing. Was boys in the hood. Was the boys in the hood? Was... Punch the air. Yeah, I'm gonna write, write it all. I'm gonna be writing so hard, break the pen. Yeah. No, but like that, that, that what line the... of communication has to stay open, and that's it does. Like we were having, we were me and my oldest, we were struggling. We were struggling to communicate with each other, um, just bumping heads and. This has been the most efficient way. Like, and she came up with the idea. I just came up with the something wrong here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You tell somebody yeah. to do something more than twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a problem. It's a, it, and it's not, and it's not. I need to beat you. It's not. That's the old way. And it's, it's not that our parents is wrong. It's just like I mean, for real. Like, the beating just, just installed fear. Help. It just installed like, fear. That's all beating did. And it's like so. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm. Oh no no no, JJ JJ JJ. I mean that's all good. I'm just saying. I'm talking about no no no. When I say beating, I'm talking about. I used to get nine yeah. to ten lashes. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> but I was wild. I was wild. I even failed the sixth grade. So that tell you how I needed. I I felt like I needed my joints. My lashes was needed. But but it mm-hmm. does. But 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 here's the thing. From person to person. It varies. Corey may not be able to take what Mm-mm. Jason. I have to deal with. I have to deal with all of them differently, even yeah. down to their books, even down to how I talk to them. I have to talk to them all differently. Um, Jace can joke with me. Me and Jace can joke, so I can joke with him, and he'll get it and laugh. Shane, I got to get a little bit nerdy with him for him to understand. Is Corey, that the be, that's the middle one. Yeah, yeah, Corey, I have to, I have to make sure they're really I was, older, I was like, make sure you give him some, because all middle children feel like they don't get enough attention. No, see, you make sure you the one him. who gets way more attention because me and his father intentionally did it that way. Got to the middle so one be feeling left out, though. He didn't feel left out, so we intentionally did it that way. But it's all also the gift and the curse because he is the biggest troll I have ever met in my life. Like the biggest. Like, but he gets he gets all the attention. That's the athlete. That's the yeah. Well, so there you got it, Jermaine. That's some tips. 
on you. You know what I'm saying? That's some tips with it. Jasmine always dropping tips to the parenting for the for the young, you know, the young parents. How old are yours, Jermaine? Yeah, four and two. Yeah, so you on your way. You, you he you coming in. He, he he gonna be there soon, Jay. Yeah, you got see. You got girls though, right? Yeah. How how's that? How you, are y'all okay? I mean, the wife not okay. No. Yeah, that's what I'm, is she is she okay? You got two of her cells running around mixed in with me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, My daughter, I have yeah. one girl. I have one girl, and she give me a run. She give me a little run. Yeah, like it's it's kind of hard with them because all right, one of them is she very rough. You know what I mean? She time boyish kind of, but she loved the dresses. She loved to dance. She loved to sing. Mm-hmm. The other one is just think she just thinks she JoJo CY. She thinks she Whitney Houston already. Like, and that's how my mama in the road. You know, they kind of all high bougie. You know what I mean? My hey, daughter put her in somebody's church so she can sing, bro. Let her cultivate that gift, bro. She dancing now. You know, she doing her dance Good. class. Dance I mean? class, all that. And she nice at it. You know what I mean? She nice at it. She not. She a running, a runner. I come from a running track family, and somehow she got the gift. You know what I mean? She got the legs. She's going to be tall. But the other one, she's going to be real short, heavy, heavy foot. She's going to have thick thighs, thick butt. You know what I mean? But the other one, she's going to be... Lord, keep the shotgun by the dough. Yeah, the other one going to be skinny and beautiful. She got all the hair. She got all the pretty hair that my wife wish she had. You know what I mean? Oh, and then, Lord. Black, nappy. You know how it goes. So they told... They told it's, it's crazy to see totally opposite children. You know what I mean? Yes. But they still relate. They still, they learn how to communicate. You know what I mean? I mean, that's society standards. They see nappy as bad hair, but it's sad, but it is what it is. (laughs) You know, both of them got it, but you know how society view it. You know what I mean? They get over it. They find their own path, their own selves, and it's kind of interesting. As long as you're affirming them all the way through, it's going to be good. And with girls, man, that's what you realize you have to do. You know what I mean? Because you don't know mind affirming, it's, you know what I'm saying? Necessary. <laughs> and it's it's definitely I I re, I'm starting to realize. All right, oh, okay, you need both parents, true, but the the need for men for boys to see their mothers treated or treat them a certain way too, that to to understand the thing. opposite relationship. You know what I'm saying? The opposite sex sex relationship. And then for girls to see how men are supposed to treat them by their father, like by their father or whoever their male figure is, like it's definitely necessary. Like the balance is needed, and you need to have the girls need their their mother and their fathers too. But like I, I feel like we always press how boys need their fathers when they need them their mother role too. Like is it my son? If I if I can't snap him together. I'm gonna have to put him under the jail myself. So <laughs> that's how, that sounds like a, a normal black mother over there, right? That's right. That's all, right. Our mother, all our mothers said. But you know what, Jasmine, you're right about that, man. But what you learn is, you know, I hate to say the word because my father in law say it all the time. <laughs> I'm a realist, you know what I mean? And, no, come you know, with it. Being, with a, being a realist, man, you know, that is what black family is supposed to have been doing for the past. Hundred years, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Right. Unfortunately, because we haven't done that, now we're seeing the consequences that yes, has come with 
not building together. Yes, right. Whether it's the coaching, whether it's the being parents, you know, we struggle with learning each other in the relationships with a man and a wife or a girlfriend and a boyfriend, baby, daddy, you know what I'm saying, mama. We, we struggle with that. And because of that, our children take the effect. And we don't see it at first, you know what I mean? We might go get a whole new family, you know, but at the end of the day, we don't realize how much our children are hurt by it and how confused they are by it. And then when they see other families, you know, uh, going, having what they wanted, you know, with a father and a mother, you know, um, that comes a, becomes a big effect with their learning disability, you know what I mean, with how they treat each other and how they build relationships. You know, so I'd always try to encourage people. They always ask me, oh, you've been with your wife for a long time. Uh, you know, I kind of left her for a couple of years. You know what I mean? I kind of, you know, I kind of was doing my dirt. And then I kind of just woke up at a young age and realized, oh, this is why my uncle is in this situation. This is why my other uncle is in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As, as they told me, you know, boy, don't do what we did. It ain't, it ain't worth it. You know, and they talk about 30 years ago from what they did. Right. Uh, I'm a realist. I'm like, hey, let me listen to these dudes real quick because I'm not trying to go through the separation of me having to sleep away from my kids. You know what I mean? Because I got boys. When I got married, they got married too, but they're not married no more. You know what I yeah. mean? And it hurts them because they want to love the girl. They just don't know how to. You know what I mean? The girl want to love them. She just don't know how to. You know, because we don't know how to build with each other because we normally get frustrated when one is building and the other isn't, you know what I mean? Mm, well, yeah. Both are building, but they aren't building together, so they still feel like they're building separately. You know what I mean? That that was one part of my uh, the issue with my marriage in the beginning was I was building, but I wasn't building together. You know what I mean? I'm I was always on my own. You know, hey, I I don't even need you to hold a camera when I speak. You know what I mean? But a woman, to me, in my belief, is that they always want to feel like they're needed. You know what I mean? True. Feel like, feel like they, they they have value in what you're doing, whether it's picking up the phone for you, calling somebody, or whether it's just showing up and giving you support. Well, that's that's actually a human need. That's that's true. That's a human need. We all need to yeah, feel that, that's the, uh, like we're a part of something or some group or some. That's why we ran to it in high school. High school is a time where you reach that stage of development mm. where you want to be a part of something. People join the drumline. People join the chess club. People join the football team. I want to be a part of something. And the people that get left out, you notice they're a little, you know, a little weird or whatever Whatever is normal and weird, you know, in society. Uh, and those people got a calling too. They don't fit in none of that. But it's a human need just to feel needed. You know what I'm saying? When a yeah. team call you and be like, yo, Stroh, where you at? That feels good. It feels good. It's not ego. That's a human need. When your girl like, yo, can you come? Can you come cuddle with me? Cause I don't feel good. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to cuddle, but you know what? Let's cuddle. Cause you know what I'm saying? I'm doing something for you. That's a human need, bro. You got. Uh, you I learned got, that from Tony got, Robbins, actually. Yeah, you got. You gotta have that mindset. You know what I mean? Cause I've never been a big cuddler. You know what I mean? You be like, hey, come cuddle with me. I'd be like, what you need me for? You I definitely was. My dad won't no cuddle, bro. My dad be like, just make yeah. sure, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready for school, ready for the yeah. real world. And mom was the cuddle. You know what I'm saying? Then I, when I hit like 12, 11, it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then um, 
uh, with Angie, boy, I'm a cuddler again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. She loves the cause she cuddles with the dog if I don't cuddle. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah, a cuddler. Yeah. Hashtag cuddler. So but 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 I love it now. So yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, like yeah. not real in a in a non-sexual way. I love the yeah. affection because I'm a Virgo. I love the affection. And it's 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 important. It is very, very important that you have a relationship beyond sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, never seen, I never seen my dad uh Watch dishes before until like a couple years ago. You know, we started, you know, we eating dinners over there. I'm like, bro, what you doing? And he started washing the dishes. He told me something, man, you know, if the woman cooked, then, you know, what, what's to the man just to wash the dishes? And Come on, up? Dad. Look, I like look. it. I like it. But, bro, you ain't been doing this for how old am I? 30 something? You ain't been doing this for yeah. 30 years. Like, you try to slip a little bit of wisdom in had, a little he late. He had John in the house to do it. He ain't have to do it. Well, that, right. that's, that's true, too. But, you know, he talking about something, you know, they, even in a marriage of 30 years, 40 years, you still have to evolve. You know what I'm saying? And he evolved. He was like, man, I went through some marriage counseling things. You know what I mean? I realized how much more help I can be. And then while he talking all that in front of my wife, you know, obviously I got to go home and start washing the dishes now because I used to say, my dad don't wash the dishes. You know what I mean? But now dad washing the dishes, so I wash the dishes now. I'm more, yeah, of, a, yeah. I'm more of a helpmate. You know but that's, that's good, though. It brings the balance. It brings the balance that's needed. I, like, as a woman, there's all, like, we do the multitasking, but it be a lot on them plates. Yeah, you got somebody true. holding your leg, like it'd be a lot on the plate. Oh, we gotta call the doctor, the kid on the leg crying, oh, still gotta cook for this one. Like it's a lot. So yeah. to to be able to help you in any way and then to get the same thing reciprocated, that's I think that's all most women usually that's all we want is the reciprocation part. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we got you, we'll do it. But we'll get back. Yeah, yeah, but just get a little bit. You ain't lying, no. You know, shout out to all the women out there. You know what I'm saying? Whether they got a man, whether they single, they still holding it down more than the man is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Queens. Uh, you know, hey, look, I don't mind, but I give you a props, uh, Jasmine, because that comes with some stress, man. I don't think my heart can deal with that type of she stress. She doing it, bro. You know what I mean? The she anxiety it, of uh, watching your kids all the time, you know. Like, it's, hey, look, I get to go in the room and play the game sometimes. You know what yeah, I mean? So, and and, and so that's can't, that's the way of debriefing. I can't even front like I don't get a break because my kids have an amazing father. Like, and so um we we in the middle of each week, they they leave my house, they go to his house for a week, they come back to my house in the middle of the next week. Like we rotate like that. So I get my breaks, I get my time to catch up on what I need to catch up on, but when it's my week, it's full mommy mode. Like, it never stops, but yeah. I didn't find, I, they've been at their dad's house for the week, and I think I didn't see them every day since they've been gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what a lot of people need, man, because um, I have family members, I'm not gonna say specific ones, but um, they need to learn about co-parenting. The young generation, man, they don't really know about co-parenting like that. You know, they, they hate each other. She hate the, the dude. He don't even it's, live here. It's, it's control. It's control and ego. You got to learn how to put that ego to the side and, and try, stop trying to control everything. Like Your child me, is not I, a weapon. Yeah, I, for me, um, I don't want to give y'all complete, like, everything. But, like, for me, it's just, like, as long as my kids 
are returned to me the way they are sent like to you, like we're good. Right, right, right. Our, like our conversations, our conversations don't go left. Me and the kids, father, we talk about the kids. We talk about business stuff. And then that's, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Or like what's going on between the families. That's still genuinely my friend. Like you have to learn how to still be friends. Although we didn't work, that's still my friend. We still got to deal with each other for the rest of our lives, whether we want to or not. Like why make it harder than it needs to be? And ultimately, hey, hey, what you want to do is hurt. You're gonna hurt the kids. Like, I had, I had, I had this conversation with my kids like last week, and they finally opened up to me about like my oldest. Like I said, I was having problems with my oldest. He finally opened up to me about what was bothering him, and I and we always thought it was because of us separating, but we never had him vocally, like verbally, say it to us. Like, so, but like last week he was telling me, he was like, it was just, I was confused. He was like, it didn't make sense to me. And then he was like, and then daddy had a girlfriend and then you had your friend. And he was like, so, he, but he was the one who from birth, it was me and his dad, mm-hmm. his, his whole life. And then it was like, okay, this different. So like him adjusting. So like, I'm just, I'm grateful like I said, I'm grateful for these books, y'all. Like, I'm glad y'all communicating. I'm so glad. I, he's 10. So hearing him say these things, like hearing him be able to verbalize it. That's who we I know we put the I know we put the number on it and try to minimize it. By yeah. I, I, but looking at it from a mother aspect, I'm like, dang, he's 10. Like how he... But he, but my kids are bright. I don't hide anything from them. Like I'm very like if you if you can ask me the question, you know enough already. So let's go ahead and have the conversation. That's one of so, the biggest mistakes I see, Jay. People acting like they were never ten, bro. I know I well I knew what was going on at ten, bro. He, you know he, what I'm saying? And knows. I started telling Jasmine the coaching session. I'm like, yo, Jasmine, go in. You know, yeah. Once they, you know what I'm saying? Because you assume, you acting like, I had to make Jasmine go back to when she was eight. When she was nine, be like, think about the stuff it, It's just together. like in the mother, in the mother. We get part older and we brain, forget. Right, in the mother aspect of my brain, it's just like, that's my baby. He's young. Like, I don't yeah. want to, like, I never, and then Your I always. baby, he ain't a baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You have to switch. You have to switch that, and it's hard to switch. Yeah, I know. But like now I'm understanding that and then not even just that, like having those conversations and um I never wanted him to I never wanted to seem like I was slandering their dad. I never knew what words to say. So once we just start talking, I just had to figure out how to say it so that they That's good. Knew what was going on. That's good. But it wasn't sl- like it wasn't slander to him or made him change their perspective of him because they have an amazing father. Like I love their dad to death, but it just is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A lot of people, and you need to, uh, you know, a lot of people need to cultivate that to others because. That's what I bro, do, bro. That's I why do. I, I called you. People have to be ready. People have She's to doing her own podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doing her own podcast, dog. Yeah, but people have it. to be, they have to yeah. be, they have to be ready for it. Like, uh, even down to, oh, why you don't put him on child support? For what? The man gets his kid every week. His kids, he gets all three of them every week. 
He's more like the man is completely involved financially, physically, emotionally. He's there. Why am I putting him on child support? For what? Yeah. yeah. Because it looked better to y'all. Oh, so you can have some extra money in your pocket? Like, no. Like, that's not going to help them in the long run. That's the problem. The money going in their pocket. eh? Yeah. Get your hair done, girl. Get a job. Do something else. Do some research. Study. Oh, you got them on child support, though. Their kids not spending no quality time with their father. Yeah. Yeah. One father working so much that he got to keep up. He got to keep up with the child support. Or, or you have, I know somebody who lives in the house with the kids and the and the baby mama and still pays child support and still takes care of the house and still provides everything and I'm just like bro do you, like you need I, I don't know which like what are, what are you doing mm-hmm. she killing them with that child support she killing them this girl I, I <laughs> this girl I've seen her have jobs but not like or partially start hustles but she's never had to do anything it's always been him so it's just it's just it's interesting to see the links some people go to just to have like it it comes back to control that control a a lot of those people end up being bitter old women and bitter old men because i'm trying to be a good 115 like that they wake up 18 and gone. Now you realize you have not built on yourself at all. You have no life. Your life was terrorizing the baby dad. Your life was being a momager, a helicopter mom, whatever, helicopter dad. And now, what do you do? Yo, that's a real thing, Jermaine. I'm talking about really I, um, relationship coaches, his friends. Shout out to Glenn Brooks. He's one of them. Absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, but, but, but there are people that that they really they invest way too much time in others and they end up when those people are removed from their life it could be even death that removes them they're like whoa and it hits them i ain't did nothing i'm overweight my hair shot i don't even know what it's like to get massages or go to the spa anymore like for real it bro this thing is a real thing and you know of course i don't want that person to listen and feel bad i want them to listen and make the adjustment you got to right right evolve you got to build yourself up it's just it's the same real. thing it's the same thing as moms or parents only focusing on the kids the whole time and then they the kids go off to college or whatever and then you left to sit right there like what am i doing and like then so I, now i got to put the so, pieces back together and they come yeah to now i got to put the pieces back together so what you going to do as the baby mama and your focus was your baby daddy and your kids the whole time. You just your kids and your baby daddy the whole time, but you ain't been with the baby daddy. Now the kids and graduated, moved on. So you still terrorizing your baby daddy once they're eighteen. Like, what do you do then? Like, what do you, what do you go? Because now your kids grown, you have no excuse to terrorize this man. So are you still just gonna do it just to do it? Because that's what you was doing it the whole time. Mm. Like, I don't know. That's a great conversation. What's great, family? This is your man, Frank. 
I want you to head over to patreon.com and search for Motivation Central. That's where you can find everything that we have going on outside of this podcast. The opportunity to grow further, go further uh, through uh, one-on-one coaching, uh, group sessions, um, something that we call a power session, um, and just that, that overall accountability steroid. <laughs> I want you guys to check it out. Look, patreon.com, Motivation Central. All right, family, peace. Listen, Jermaine, I want to hear, I really want to hear about the transition from the moment. When did you start to be like, I'm going to now speak and tell my story? Because, bruh, uh, one of the hardest things for me to do is actually vocalize and tell people on a public platform, knowing it was going to satisfy all my little hater friends. My hate my friend of me and musicians to hear that the great maestro work with Kendrick Lamar, Pleasure Be Your God, who was in his car sleeping in it. No money. All that stuff he done did ain't got no, bruh. So what made you want to be like, man, forget all that. I'm going to still tell my story to help some 12-year-old, some 24-year-old, some 80-year-old get past that. What made you do that, bro? That's a big that decision. That back. You know what I mean? Uh, I was thriving in the kitchen, you know what I mean, as a chef for 15 years. Uh, like I said, we had a successful catering business, you know, on the side as well. So so, so it wasn't right after. It was like some time went by yeah, from the leg. It went by. You know, I won't think, I won't, years. I wasn't thinking about speaking to nobody, you know, only because I was so focused on myself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which you should have been, yeah. That, you know, not that I wasn't thinking about people, it's just nobody brought it to my attention. You know what I mean? For me to even even think about it at all. Um, but um, one day, this guy I met, he had a story, a similar story, you know, but it was more with drugs, and he's a big Las Vegas gambler, and, uh, you know, he had all this money and everything. I met him, and he invited me to speak at a church. And he's like, man, I want you to speak to uh to some of these youth. And it was in the country out there in Middlesex, West Point area. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, man, I really don't speak. You know, he uh, like, and he was like, man, come on, bro. He was like, man, I got 13 felonies. You know what I mean? He's like, I've been to jail. I've done this. He's like, man, trust me, man. Your story is up there with mine. And I was like, uh, I took him up, up for it, you know, and I went and spoke. And uh, after I did it, I loved it. You know, it was great dealing with the kids. I was able to interact with them, you know, afterwards that we played games and stuff like that. And um, probably like eight months, 10 months went by, you know, and I really wasn't still thinking about speaking. I was just back in the kitchen, you know, making my money. Um, And Audie Hines, I believe, came through. Audie. You know, Audie Hines, one of my mentors. And uh, he told me, he said, man, we dealing with a lot of kids that's struggling in the school systems. You know, and he was like, I want to introduce you to Dr. Caldwell. And he was like, yes. uh, you know, for a minute, he was like, you know, we got one other young cat named uh, Maestro. You know what I mean? I ain't, gonna put you, I ain't know if the government was on a podcast, but we'll name him Maestro. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and, I mean, Michael Maestro Turner is man. Yeah, Michael Turner. He was like, we got this young guy named Michael Turner. You're probably going to love working with them. We want to uh, put y'all together as a powerhouse. So I was like, All right, I thought about it, went to the meetings. And when I met you and seen you speaking is when I was like, 
man, brother, this, you know what I mean? He been around me the whole time and I never really knew it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we kind of know some of the people, you know, definitely Chris, you know what I mean? And um, Chris used to ask me about stuff, but I never really thought about it like that. But I'm sure it's because he met you and seeing you doing it, you know what I mean? So Maestro pretty much was my motivation and Maestro kind of made me realize the power in my story. You know what I mean? Because I was like, bro, you bugging. I said, bro, if I I had this, my speaking ability and the leg, to like, yeah. bro, like I'd be snatching off and throwing it in the crowd. You know, I'm, 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 you know, Jay, you know about that life. You know, I, I'd arrange one of my people. Them, I have Franklin sitting in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? I act like I'm throwing it in the crowd. Everybody, like, oh, like everybody scream, cause, bro, that, that's your, that, that blessing, that, that, um, that, um, that tragedy ended up being a blessing in disguise. That's what it is, bro. That's what. That's what get me through doors, you know what I mean? That's what get me what working with people. And uh, see, I always tell people, it's all about the timing, all right? So you got those people that went to war in the military because of the timing that they went into the military. Mm-hmm. Some came home, didn't collect a check, they died. You know what I mean? But then you got some people like my father-in-law, like my uncle, when they went into the military back in the day, it wasn't no war, you know what I mean? So they got the money, they went through school, they got all the degrees, you know what I mean? But there wasn't no war. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in my time when I was in high school, there was no social media. You know what I mean? And it wasn't no social media even when you went to high school. See, but I, there was no nice. motivational speaking when I went to high school. Like I was, nobody was thinking, nobody was talking ET, you know what I'm saying, at the school I went to. Nobody was talking motivational speaking. Nobody was waiting. Motivational speakers were corny, dog. Mm-hmm. The only motivation said, I got. Believe it and achieve it. Yeah, the only motivation I got was if I went to church. You know what I mean? From That's the the only motivation. That was it. You know what I mean? So when I got in my car accident, I didn't have Instagram or a story. The blueprint. We yeah, had I didn't a have blueprint. Anything, you know what I mean? So I wasn't thinking, oh, I should start speaking because I lost a leg. You know, it was when I met Maestro, who already did his research, who was already in the game, you know what I'm saying, that I was like, hold on, did this exist? You know what I mean? And then when I realized it, when I realized that it existed, you know, I took advantage of it, you know, and uh, I love the speaking. I was doing my thing, and eventually I had, you know, a child or two, you know, and uh, that wasn't a setback, but when it comes to your dream, you know, you had to fall back a little bit with the same plan, but it's just going to take a little bit more time to, you know, execute it because, you know, I got to deal with this situation at least for a year, you know what I mean, with a baby, newborn, you know, that's how long it takes. So I focused on that, you know, I went back to working and grinding, and through that process, uh, I was able to learn non-emergency medical transportation. And um, dealing with that right there, uh, my brother, you know, it just brought me to a different level of success. You know what I mean? When it comes to financial success, you know what I mean? Not success at all, because success isn't based off money. You know, with my finance and my debt, that's what brought me out of debt. You know what I'm saying? Making me, I realized I'm not making enough money to be where I want to be in the next spot. Right. You know, I love cooking. I love being a chef. You know what I mean? But when they took me with my leg, it wasn't worth going back to sacrificing. Because plenty of athletes go back to, you know, balling or playing football, even when they get hurt and the doctor told them don't go back. And they're still good for the rest of their life. But for me, it just wasn't worth going back. You know what I mean? So I was able to be introduced to something else. And through that, man, my leg still went out back. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, I went a whole year in 2018. I didn't work at all. Mm. You know what I mean? I was literally at home trying to figure out how to do photography and something that I could do with my hands, even if I was in the wheelchair or standing up on the tripod. You know what I mean? So I learned that, you know, I learned a whole new career. Mm. You know, I added that on to my side hustle. You know, as some of us say, you know, along with my transportation service. And, um, man, just recently, you know, my boy Evan Jackson. Um, Evan, shout out He got in a car accident, you know, a year ago. Really? You know, yeah, you know, his car split in half. And, um, and he, was out the, he was out the door, man. He was out the door. I was in, um, who was I? I was in, car split in, in half. What did he Yeah, I was, in, I was in New York, and they called me and uh, told me what happened, man. I was ready to rush back, but people were like, nah, there's nothing you can do, you know, even if you rush back. So I came back. Thank God he healed up quick. You know, he had a couple of surgeries, whatever. But mm. long story short, God blessed him through that. You know what I mean? And through that is kind of how I am where I am today because I invested a lot of time in Evan. You know, Evan probably don't mind if I be transparent with it. You know what I mean? When Evan was cooking, he was at Waffle House. You know what I mean? He dropped out of the military, um, out of the Marines. He was he was a dude that was running, you know, running, singing the song, and everybody was following. He was that guy. You know what I mean? But he had a breakdown, and he dropped out. He found himself cooking at Waffle House. And I didn't know that I was mentoring him. Once again, until I met Maestro, really. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, until Maestro kind of put the blueprint on me. So yeah. the whole time I was mentoring, I told him, man, you want to come cook at a five-star restaurant with me? You know, because the person I got in my car accident is his brother. You know what I'm saying? That's how life works in cycles, and the energy is already around. So I was like, man, you know, you're the same brother, the same dude that we rolled or die together, man. You know what I mean? So he followed me for about three and a half, four years, man, at this restaurant. We build, and we built a catering business together with it. And um, eventually, it got to the point where um, I was like, man, my leg isn't doing good. I can leave you the business. You know, you can go figure we can you can do something out else else out whatever. You know, so he decided because of my health condition and because of things he's gone through, you know, with his life and my life personally, he wanted to go into public health law. He wanted to be able to change policies and things where people like me that do come out of my situation can benefit better. And they do and they do understand and they don't have to wait to meet the maestro to find out information. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know. Just mentoring him for those years put him on a level to where he just got accepted to UVA grad school this weekend. You know what I mean? And he got his money back from his car accident this weekend. You know what I mean? And everything now for him, just to be able to see him lift off. You know, you used to tell me, Michael, you used to be like, man, Jermaine, even if you lift off past me with the speaking, I'll never hate, I'll always love, because that's what I want for you. You know what I mean? I did the same it was the That's same because the philosophy that when you win, I'm losing. That is a mm-hmm. horrible philosophy, mm-hmm. and it, and it's, it's 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 called the it's actually called um, in Seven Habits, I believe. Jasmine was it Seven Habits? It's called yes, the win lose attitude. The win lose mindset says that when somebody wins, somebody got to lose. But that's not actually, there is a win-win attitude. When you win, it inspires me more to get even more on mine. 
Mm-hmm. The the best thing that could happen, the worst thing that could happen for the devil, is to, is for Jermaine to pop off and and get a million follows and blow up and all stuff. Yo, that's the worst thing that happened to the devil. Best thing happened for me. Why? Because first of all, I'm like, I know it's ultra possible for me because I was just in the car with him. Message. I was just on stage with him. And I know that he's human. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, and, and it's crazy. All this social media and these kids still don't get it. We never saw Jay-Z opening up a newspaper, sitting on the couch, um, saw our person uh, making a silly TikTok video. You only seen Will Smith when he's on the red carpet. You only saw Denzel Washington when he was on the red carpet. They, There was no seeing them. Now they got Megan. Megan goes live. Hey, y'all, what y'all doing? She got a head bonnet on or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can see the people that they aspire to be like in a regular state. We never saw. Only time we saw them, they was wearing suits. They was in a movie. They was on a commercial. If Jermaine blows up, Timon blows up, oh, it's a wrap. It's even more of a wrap. My hustle goes even more through the roof. If Jasmine podcast takes off and, and go and go does Chris Cavallari numbers and then goes to do Breakfast Club numbers, that's even more. My, that thing uh, strong. Come on. I'm trying to teach him, dog. You don't have to. You don't have to lose because your friends is winning. You're right. supposed to be. That's supposed to get your blood pumping in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's sad, man. It's sad, bro. Because what y'all to eat, it don't digest in my stomach. Message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some people see it the other way. They see it the other way, bro. My boy, uh, my boy named Douglas Gibson, you know what I'm saying, AKA the Prophet, that's his rap name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always used to say, Doug, you suck. You know what I mean? Because that was our boy. We know him all our life. We always That's right. Him. That's right. You know I mean? Doug, you suck. Ain't nobody trying to hear your rap no more. No more, man. Every day. You know what I mean? But then Doug got to a level where he took that hate and it energized him. You know, so he but made he it. He approved it, y'all. He yeah, yeah. He made a plan. Look, bro, like, man, I'm gonna become a manager at Sam's Club. I'm gonna build up my wealth. I'm gonna get loans out. He took loans out. He paid the loans back real quick. He got to a level where he, he just told us he was like, man, it don't matter what y'all think because international money is where the money is at. So his music streams till today, all year long, like the UK and all that, you know, international stuff. But he gets a Grammy invitation every year, you know what I mean, because of just that stream. You know, it's not even in America. You know, it's, it's in another, it's in other countries. And he used to tell us, man, he used to be like, I don't care whether I get on through another artist as an engineer, producer, you know what I'm saying, or even my beat is on it. He said, I don't care if I'm the person that's rapping on it, if I'm the person that is on a guitar on it, you know what I mean? He was like, I just want to be a part of that award. You know what I mean? Of, of something just with my that's name. wisdom, bro. I mean, so, you know, and that's why I find myself now with Timon. You know, Stro, we ain't talked about it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm doing Timon video video stuff. He I know. Himself. I know everything going on, I know, bro. I know, you know, I know you know that, but you know I'm what I'm saying? That's the whole point, bro. Bro, you know, you, you know how much stuff I put together? If, if people knew how much stuff I put together and construct, Bruh, from Jasmine and, and who she about to do the podcast with, you would never think who she about to do the podcast with. You would never think. Um, to, 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 to moan to you, to, uh, to resound the group, resound in Richmond, mm-hmm. I'm the reason they know each other. They, mm-hmm. I put them together in a stage play that I was producing. 
I brought them on as singers. They clicked, and they decided to do the group. But I'm the reason they met each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't put, bro. I'm talking about. I could, I could go on and on with stuff, bro. It's like it's is, but you got to get to a point. And I'm not gonna say the name, but we both know one of our mentors is like this. You know, I be joking with Jazz and I say I want my credit, but you can't be on that credit bandwagon where you feel like they got to talk about it or they got to mention it every oh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like even T-Soul. T-Soul has, you know, sometimes he mentioned me, sometimes he don't. It's cool because you can't do it for credit. You can't do it for, you got to do it because it's what you do. See, the thing is, the only reason why I got this lane is because the uncle's not doing what they're supposed to be doing anymore. Mm. There was no need for a motivated speaker. There was no need for a coach. You had an right. uncle that flicked that little ash off a cigarette at the family reunion. Well, let me tell you something, young boy. That thought over there, she ain't, she ain't what it is. Yeah, you gonna yeah. take your money. Not that thought. You know what I'm saying? That's what yeah, unk did. Learning right then and there. You had an unk that was a compass at the family reunion. Said, yeah, 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 bro. I see what you're doing out there. I see what you... Yo. Now our uncles is in the club with us. Bad. I'm talking about this new generation. Their uncle in the club with them. Their uncle trying to be 22. So that's the only reason why we the coaches is even relevant because uncles not doing what they are supposed to do. Grandpa's is is only a couple years older now. Mm-hmm. So they trying but, to be young. Like we said, that like family, that. that family, that family dynamic has completely changed. And even that's down why to, we like, have who's at the cookout, lane. even down to that. Like that, That's why we have that lane now. So me and Jermaine are eating or something that really shouldn't even have been a, a thing in the first place. There should have never right. been no need for a motivational speaker. You know why? Because every pastor and preacher alive was supposed to be in the schools. So yeah. stop hating on my motivational speakers right now in the name of Jesus. Message. Amen. They all, yo, I, I just, <laughs> I sat down with a pastor. I'm like, bruh, Stop hating on motivational speakers. If y'all were in the schools, there would be Eric Thomas is a pastor. Yeah. I get real hype about this. I get hot. Motivational speakers, they don't talk about nothing. They take money. They, they wouldn't be relevant if you took your anointing and all that God juice you got and brought it in the school. Well, we can't talk about God. That ain't the place to talk about God. Yeah, well, Eric yeah. Thomas understand. You know how to communicate with, without it? These kids not ready for Daniel and the Lions Den. They're not ready for David and Goliath. They just want to know how to get through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So you tell them with the Christ love and energy that you got, that's going to come through your message about get up, do your homework, show up, have good character. That's going to show up through that. And then guess what? Once they follow you on Twitter, follow you on Instagram, or they tell their mama, let's say even before, if they had been doing their job before the Eric Thomas came and the Gary V's, all these guys, then they would have went home. Mom, this guy came to my school. Oh, you talking about that guy that passed? Oh, you know what? Let's go by his church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's your fault. You know what I'm saying? That's, I, I, I'm big on that, bro. We only have a lane because other people weren't doing their job. Mm. Come on. If, if we were doing our job as Americans, there would be no immigrants taking our jobs. Let me drop the mic. You know what I'm saying? They're coming over here and they're taking, 
you can't take anything. You can't take a job. You can't take, you know, bruh, who can take LeBron job? Who can take Durant job? No, no, who who can take a Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman made no points. He got only rebounds, but he oh. did his job. You can only give up your job. That's the only thing you can do. You can only give up your job. You cannot, um, you cannot, it cannot be taken. That is a myth and a lie. The win-win the attitude is, has to be in our community instead of this win-lose crap. That's the only way, bro. It's the only way for us to get forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you and Timon, y'all doing y'all thing. I'm not supposed to be like, man, Jermaine, I need y'all to shout me out for putting y'all together. It'd be so stupid. And we got, we, I, I ain't say his name, but you know it's somebody that's like that. Oh, still. Because <laughs> he came to me. He came to me. It's like, yo, yo, like, no, no, he didn't come to me. He met somebody, bro. He met somebody that I know. Like, I mean, no, no. Mm-hmm. He told them I made Maestro. In <laughs> fact, that hater, that oh, hater video, oh, that hater video, uh, that's who I'm talking about. He, he he ran up on and said, yo, I made Maestro. I taught him everything he knew. He didn't know that they was like this with me because he don't know nothing about that me and their relationship. And they was like, yo, he said he made you. Like, they didn't say it in a bad way. They was like, yo, that's what's up, man. Because he, you know, he do that, he do. I said, <sighs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't say nothing to them. I ain't say nothing to them because yeah. I'm so elevated that I, I immediately, it came in my mind. You know what? You got to talk about me to sound more important. I must be killing. I yeah. must be killing the game. Cause you could be you could be using Jay Z, you could be using Beyonce, you could be using Raheem Devon or somebody like you. You you could be using anybody. You could be using the mayor. I know Mayor Stoney, but you talking about me? Yeah. I must be killing. Yeah, and yeah, and definitely when you talking about somebody that know people. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. So and look, right. and that's why when he say the same thing for me, I just let it ride, bro. You know, so you know the little little Lord say forgive them for they don't know what they do. And that's right. just bro, that's just how bro is, you know what I mean? But bro got value that I need to tap into sometimes, you know what I'm saying? That hey, that's why you just when you understand people, man, when you understand how you know it's a season and you know you got your lane, this person got their lane, you know, you don't let certain things, you know, uh disconnect you. And that's what we have a problem is when we don't understand each other, we become disconnected. And it shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. Like when we don't understand each other. Let's learn how can we understand each other. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I go, I go, uh, I go off the face of the earth with the same dude. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Same person. But then I come back. You know what I'm saying? Chop it up, have our season. You know, something. But I, I realized that the Lord put me around him because he need to know the truth and be told it. You know what I'm saying? When it's time, you know, certain time place for him to be told. But if you don't have nobody around you that don't have that purpose. You'll never know, right? You'll never know. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how people feel for real. I don't care how you feel about me, you know, at the right. time or whether we pissed off. I know everything going to flow over. You know what I'm saying? We're going to figure it out because I'm just that type of person. You know, right. We're mad at you. We're not going to be talking forever. And I'm not going to even know. I'm going to be like, yo, you, what's the problem, man? You know, what's up? You know what I mean? I'd rather you say, <laughs> Let's never talk again instead of ignore on the on the on the phone. You know what I mean? I'm right. like, oh, I get the point. I get the point. You know, just 
I just be uh, adults about it. But um, I have a lot of people like that, man. You know what I mean? That I keep. They think they keep me around, but I'm really keeping them around. <laughs> Bro, you know, you know, ego is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's a mindset. You know what I mean? But that's because I understand everybody has value in them somewhere. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, some people have proven hey, you've been a successful business person. You know what I mean? If you're a great marketer or a speaker, I want to learn from you. You know what I mean? Uh, I was at a barbershop before all this started happening, and they was talking about every wrong that every leader did. You know what I mean? Malcolm X, you know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King cheating on his wife. Martin Luther King used to like the coat, you know, here and there. Sorry, Martin, I had to put you all like that. But <laughs> that's what they were talking about. And because uh, the older people was talking to the younger people, we'd be like, man, if somebody did that today, y'all be condemning us. We'd be hung on the cross. You know what I mean? And the guy was like, well, your actions on how you are as a person that struggle with has nothing to do with who you are as a leader and what you know about yourself and what you can do for your community. And we was like, okay, mm. I hear what you're saying. But just like I said, if it happened in 2020, if just the word that you may have cheated on your wife and you really didn't, but just for it to just leak out, that that automatically that slashes your reputation. Facts. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, you telling me because I correct uh, uh, confronted my father. I said, "Bro, you telling me you knew the whole time MLK was doing up, man? You know, ain't nobody really man care about all that back then, man. Okay, times really do change, and mindsets really do change based off time. Mm-hmm. You know, and things around us. Because go ahead and be that person today. Nobody's following you." You know what I mean? Nobody's... You got to think about it this way, too. Like, you got to think about it, like, everything was just coming out then, like, those types of drugs and stuff. So they probably didn't even know the severity of it either. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was just completely different perspective. They probably really won't worry about it. Like, Mm -hmm. just a little tweet. Like, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, but and then and then it was a lot more private. It was a lot more private back then. So like, if you knew, you knew maybe, but like otherwise, yeah. old stuff stayed in the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, now everybody knows. And now everybody, the whole world. That's the whole just world. divorce this morning at nine a.m. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, such and such might not even know yet. It's real. It's real. Mm. I, I love y'all, mate. It was great talking to y'all. I'm about to jump off and go ahead to work. Get to, get them coins, Jay. That's why B. Russ ain't in. Hey, hey bro, uh, my boy from high school, he, he's now jumping in on the podcast a lot with us. He may be a co-host soon. I'm just going to give people a little hint. If y'all like him, go and give us some feedback. But B. Russ, he got a nice little smooth approach on how he do the podcast. So, and he new to it, but he he's doing good. But he... uh. He couldn't be here today because um, last minute, second decision, boss won't have a meeting and all this stuff. And and let's pray that goes well. You know what I'm saying? Last minute meeting, Corona, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just praying it's good news, not bad. But um, yeah, man, we, we we doing this podcast thing for real. Thank you, Jazz. You're welcome. Bye, y'all. Or bye, man. See all ya. Right. Yeah, so, so, bro, um, I mean, we could just bring it to a close on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, uh, it's just a uh, lot of jewels in this podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of jewels in this, bro. A lot of jewels. But yeah, bro, hey, bro, you might as well you might as well go and set you up one too, man. You know, I distributed through Anchor. 
uh, let's see, uh, I think we on like eight different platforms and uh, like Spotify, Apple Music. Um, so you got the video and audio. Uh, now, this, is, this is Zoom. The the I put the audio on the on on Anchor distributed to eight platforms. I, I'm I'm going to start soon. I'm going to be putting the video on YouTube. Right now it's just a, it's, it's they're going to YouTube. They're being released to YouTube, but wow. they're um uh being released as just the, you know the picture with the podcast is playing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying like that. But uh, wow. we're going to start posting the video soon. That's why we're doing video now because that's wow. going to be coming soon. Right now we bro we still we still got like eight more episodes to be put out before I even get to yours, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little second, but, but you know what I'm saying? I, I shared your joint, you know, let them know it's coming. But, um, you know, I, who knows? I might, I might put it out quicker just because of, you know what I'm saying, you posted it, so we might as well just give it to them. You know what I mean? I might put it out next. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I, I, you know me, I pile up content. I'm not going to be rushing to try to, no, bro. We, we like, I'm eight, eight episodes in the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. episodes in the clip. That's what you got, hey, bro. That's for real what you got to do because, you know, I learned that over the past month. You, you end know? up in a rat race. When you just making a podcast, you know. Cause I didn't drop it. Podcast. Didn't drop it. Yeah, she made a podcast. They were trying to do it week by week. You know, they were trying to keep up. You know what I mean? But they just wasn't consistent with it. And it's better to just pile them up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, that's the same thing I'm doing with my videography right now. You know, I'm piling up. I got commercials for restaurants, commercials for businesses. You know, right now, this week is just based off of I'm doing music videos and I'm doing uh, entre- a couple of entrepreneurs this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do one of his messages this week. But um, I'm building up because when you go to my website, I need you to be able to see, oh, I need a wedding. Let me click wedding. Oh, I need a music video. Let me click music video. And your Instagram, dog, because let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you the truth. I got rid of my website. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. It's because it's just like bro, people not checking. You know what I'm saying? It's like they get on Instagram and then Facebook and they make their decision already. Okay. The only thing I needed the website for was them to book me. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But I probably will bring the website back for, you know, reaching the level of a ET or something. But until I reach that level, no website for me, but you're a photographer. It's different. I'm just saying, like I just because people they make their decision. So make sure even still have that content where, soon as they get on your page, they know exactly what you do, bro. You get on my page, you know I got a podcast in the freaking bio. You know I'm a speaker. You know within the first five, you gonna see something on speaking. You can see something on like you know you see stroll like like. That that just making sure it's congruent because some people don't make it to the website. Yeah, yeah, facts. Fact. But still, it's good to have it. But it's just just make sure that um, the mirror, the mirror, it's a mirror. Looking at the website and the Instagram, you're like, well, you know, you, you think in your mind like, why would it be the same? Because bro, some people not gonna make it to the website. It's yeah, yeah. crazy out here, bro. You know, the they attention span. Because they went to the Instagram, because they went through Facebook. You know the I mean? attention span out here, bro. Yeah, that's why I deleted all, you know, I had to create a, you know, a separate account for my videography and photography. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I still had to delete because I got something about to come out. You know, it's not free me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it is about, it's just talking about depression and weight. You know, I'm losing all my I weight. I don't say just, Timon's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. 
You know, yeah, I got yeah. a couple campaigns, you know, Stroh Speaks. I got the blind grind. I got, I mean, come on, bro. Like, it's just, it's it's a movement. You got your movement. You push it. And that's what it is, bro. Like, I'm not doing it to get recognized. I'm doing it to make an impact. Because if you make an impact, you automatically get recognized. You know what I'm saying? All that other stuff comes with it. Just make sure it's making an impact, bro. Like, it's helping somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really doing some damage out here. Gotcha, gotcha. That's it, bro. That is it. And you see what I'm doing, bro. I ain't playing. I'm about to border that Blue Yeti microphone. It's going to even get better, bro. Like, I'm just using a dynamic phone. It's EV, I think. It's an EV. And uh, like I said, bro, I'm going in. We've seen your studio upgrading over the past month, man. We've seen, we seen you putting in the work, man. Yeah, man. I, I can't play with it, bro. I can't play with it. And you're doing it on a quality it need to be done. You know hey, man. Because it matters now, especially in Corona. I'm like, yo, y'all. Y'all think y'all about to do videos? Everybody doing videos now, including the people that didn't want to do it. So guess what? You got to come correct now because otherwise you are going to get washed away in the sea of abyss with everybody's, with the regular. So I got to do something to separate. You got to put, you got to put your money where your mouth is now. you do, because I had to buy or I had to buy some new stuff, you know what I'm saying, some new gear. I had to buy a brand new stabilizer, you know what I mean, learn how to work it and everything. But that's only because when this coronavirus stuff hitting, I've been booked, you know what I'm saying, because Absolutely. people are seeing the value. You want a brand. Yeah, the restaurants been calling me because I, you know. I'm going to tell you, bro, you need, to, you need to do some lives on Facebook and Instagram. And you do the lives and you talk about why you need to do the photo shoots and stuff. Because some people sitting on your timeline, they just like, maybe I should do it, maybe I should don't. Boom, notification, Jermaine's live. And then they come in, you talking about, yo, it's so important to have your brand right. Whatever you represent, people can see it on your page. That's why I'm doing these shoots. Not thirsty, but just tell them, that's why I'm doing these shoots. I'm going to work with Timon. You go live with Timon. Like, once a month, uh, go live with somebody else in your client once a month or once a week, whatever they can, whatever you can work out. And bruh, people need to see your impact. Mm-hmm. Don't just do the, the post like lives, bro. Yeah, I, I, I got three new clients this week, bro. From going live. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm putting that marketing plan right now. <laughs> hey, bro, you know, I do it, bro. That's I'm like, bro, I don't care how many views and follows I get. I just need the right view. If I got two views, trust me, one of them a client. <laughs> Y'all bugging, <laughs> tripping off views. I'm getting paid out here. <laughs> That's all that matters. You know, man, I ain't going to tell uh, you everything. You know, man, if you still see me doing it, I'm doing it for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm doing it for a reason. Not going to be not gonna be doing it just because, you know, if, if it don't bring value, well, I'm going to do it. You know, it's bringing value, and I'm getting value. Oh, another thing. Timon will do it. Get him to give you a review. Get every, try to get everybody. But you want to do it when it's fresh, when you first did that work, to give you a review. Either on your Facebook page or just write it to you. You can post it. Like, like I screenshot it, post it on the people need to see that. What What, what is the old saying? No, Nobody want a girl nobody else want. You know what I'm saying? Nobody want a dude that nobody else wants. So. Yeah. It, 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 once somebody else wants you, then that kind of like it puts people at ease. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and give him a try because so-and-so gave him a try. 
You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it, bro. Hey, y'all see that free coaching one on one today? Appreciate it, Maestro. Hey, bro, that's just that's a, that's just off the love, man. <laughs> hey, look, man. Hey, look, we still doing our thing on Saturdays at eight, man. Come through, you know that that goes to the podcast automatically too. So I I, I chop that up in the podcast, but everything we do, uh, pretty much uh, whatever nuggets is in there, I chop it off, put it in the podcast. So it's just an audio experience. I even put in my speaking on the podcast. So come through Saturday at eight, bro. If you um if you're free, man, because we we definitely. We build, we collect small wins, and we hold each other accountable for goals and stuff. Yeah. No, I got you, man. Already, bro. Well, look, we out. I'm about to close out. Y'all know how we do. <laughs> In the words of uh, Jamie Twarkowski, hold up, hold up. Oh, let me get my firm final closing. If you cannot go outside, go inside. Remember, y'all, if you cannot go outside, go inside. Inside. You'll catch that on the way home. You'll catch that tomorrow. <laughs> if you can't go outside, go inside because there's reservoirs of talent. There's so much uniqueness inside of you. We don't need two North Stars. We only need one, and that's you. We need one. We don't need another Kanye. We don't need another Jay-Z. We don't need another Will, another Oprah. We need the first you because you, your link, and the chain is what's missing right now, and that's going to change the world. Butterfly effect. You know what I'm saying? We need you to do your thing and offer, leave the world better than how you found it. <laughs> and in the words of Jamie Torkowski, conversations will not be canceled. Relationships will not be canceled. Love will not be canceled. Songs will not be canceled. Reading will not be canceled. Self-care will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. May we lean into the good stuff that remains. Listen, y'all, this is the quarantine life. We're going to keep rocking until this quarantine is over. And, we, and we're going to rock some more. It's just going to be a different name on the show. Listen, y'all, salute to Jermaine. Thanks for coming, bruh. Got my brother all up. We out of here. Salutes. Salute.